This week, I set Garrett up to spike this exciting anime. And I figure out if the title deserves so many exclamation points. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we go back to the well of the type of shows that a lack for a lack of a better term takes what would be considered mundane and turns it into a magical journey of a lifetime. Rivals become friends, heroes work themselves bloody, sweat cascading over all the foreheads. Who'd have thunk that we were talking about varsity high school volleyball? This week, we bump, set, and spike the action-packed friendship journey with a twist of comedy, which can only be read as, I uh, So before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans to be expecting from this show? So much internal monologue. Because <laughs> yes. sports anime is back. We're back in the sports anime. It's like, yeah, it's very, very ESPN-y. I'm gonna tell you what I'm about to do, but I'm not gonna say it verbally. You're gonna read my mind. Except I'm gonna be shot when they block it anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so all thinking aside, we are going to be covering the show Haikyuu, which is written with multiple exclamation points. Pretty much, uh, just means volleyball, Garrett. So literally, okay. the title means volleyball. So uh, you know what? That title makes a lot more sense than several other animes. We've I know you would. <laughs> you would think they would be. It's like I Show Twenty One is the name of the character. He's mysterious. You got Kuroko's basketball. It's talking that he's got a very specific way of playing. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a prince of tennis. He's looking to be the best. This one's just like literally screams volleyball in your face. And that's enough for most of them. So, sure. so yeah, so this is a very long running show. I remember every time I would look at this show kind of had kept knocking on the door over and over for me because I would constantly see Haikyuu, Haikyuu, Haikyuu showing up for like literally two years. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to finally just start this one. And that's because it ran from 2012 to 2020. So it's an eight year long anim- manga. Okay. And the anime is still ongoing and this run started from 2014. So it's a very long, long show essentially. Yeah. But, um, and it's weird because when you watch the first ones you don't know how it can sustain that level of things. But what this show is, is essentially a less fantastical version of most sports anime. Like there's less, you know, fireball shots and there's less like, you know, anchors flying out of people's hands to tackle. And it's really focused more on character development, less on like one person being good at one thing. So, which is why it was so much better than every other one we've watched. Seriously. So you, of all the ones you've watched so far, Haikyuu is so far your favorite. Absolutely. Okay. One, okay. One, it was more than just BS leveling up. Yeah. And, impossible moves yes Uh, it was about character development it was about teamwork it was Mm -hmm. there was interesting side characters that fleshed Mm -hmm. it out it wasn't just about the lead or leads in this case Mm -hmm. and two i have a super soft spot for volleyball because i take it way too seriously (laughs) at family picnics yes this is a man who actually when we had a what would be normally be a fourth of july or memorial day barbecue actually had the legit like amateur volleyball like rules and it was like a multi-page yeah that was that was our high school graduation (laughs) graduation (laughs) and you had like all the lines were drawn perfectly volleyball is a very serious thing for you i mean if you're not going to do it right don't do it (laughs) 
this show also, um, I think a, a word you're going to learn today is gambate, which is a Japanese word for like, do your best. And it gets screamed a lot. And, and when you're trying to do your best at something, this show is so gambate. It's almost comical. It's like every little thing, like, Ooh, like he like looks at his hand, like ultimate warrior about to fight Hulk Hogan. He's like speaking of parts unknown and going, Ooh, that spike felt so good. I'm just going to try my hardest. And then it's like a lot of that. And so if you're, if you're not really into melodramatic reenactments of high school volleyball, then this might not be a reality. But if you're wanting some like a nice slower paced read, that's like less stressful. This was, was a lot of fun for me. So, um, so yes, yeah, so, so you said you liked it, but like, what are some initial takes? What are some thoughts you had? on the show and how it presents volleyball specifically well i i i enjoyed as i mentioned um it's not just one protagonist it's mm-hmm. two right. and therefore you have twice the amount of storylines twice the mm-hmm. amount of depth uh that you could go into because you're not just interested in one guy right um there's two furthermore we always make a joke about how like 95% of sports anime are internal monologues. Right. This show, the actual match is not the entirety of every episode, at least through the first five episodes. Yeah. There's dialogue and conversations and development outside of the actual sport, which to me right. just added layers that a lot of the other sports anime we've right. watched like doesn't really exist. So you weren't bothered by the like get to the volleyball already after like four episodes and stuff like that. Like they didn't play a lot of volleyball essentially in the first few. No, I, 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 I could have gone even longer. I mean, look, the moment you get to volleyball and I just finished episode five, Mm -hmm. they haven't even played another team yet. And that's beautiful because in every sports anime, once you play someone, now you've got to play someone else. And it just, that's where the level starts, right? It's It's never ending topping yourself and how to be, Oh, you know, and then we hopefully there's no racist tropes like in Kuroka's basketball. When <laughs> you're like, oh no, there's a black guy on the team, you know. So, but but this takes its time, and thank goodness because you know only two seasons are on Netflix. But you say it's run for now six, starting in fourteen to twenty twenty, and you could get bored real quick. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that and stuff like that. It's it's a very interesting. Um... A very interesting take. And I also like, I also liked um, both characters have stuff that haunts them mm. and they go back to it enough times, but again, through five episodes, not too many times right? to see what's driving them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's like, I think of, uh, did you get around to watching Cobra Kai on Netflix? Yes, of course I did. I'm, yes. I'm caught up. Well, yeah. I think of every time in the first two seasons when Johnny's sitting there and he's thinking back to when Crease was like, and his and his father, not just Crease, but his own father mm-hmm. were, were like abusive and how these like things shape us. And they right. do that with these characters in Haiki. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, so let's talk about the conceit of the show. Like, what is this show about? We obviously know it's about volleyball, but it's a little bit more than that. The story layers itself a little bit differently. So, so what what is it generally about? So, uh, so essentially, you have two lead characters. You have Hinata and Kageyama. Yeah. Um, the show opens with Hinata walking down the street. I think he's going to soccer practice. He's mm-hmm. very young. He's probably you yeah. know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. And he's walking down the street, and he catches... Uh, you know, back in the day when uh, electronic stores used to put TVs in the window. Yeah, yeah. And he catches 
a TV program showing the national high school volleyball championship. What channel they were watching? I don't know. <laughs> um, and he's inspired because Hinata is a little guy. He's a very and tiny As dude. such, as much as you love sports, you can be up against uh, a lot if you're just mm -hmm. not tall enough or you're not big enough. Yeah. But one of the things that he takes note of is in the match that he's watching with the championship, one of the stars is referred to as a little giant. Yeah. And watching and instead of doing the annexation of Puerto Rico, he <laughs> Devin Sawa makes a <laughs> Devin Sawa, a very short Devin Sawa shows up. Um, and so he, he immediately falls in love with this character because it's someone he can relate to. Yeah. Representation matters. Kyle. Representation matters. The, the vertically challenged people, uh, right. should have representation in all sports. So, so that takes all of, uh, yeah. Gillette's don't want no short, short man. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues is like the ultimate of that, you know? He's like a person Hall of Fame. It'd be pretty much Muggsy. How good Muggsy Bogues had to be to be in the NBA. Seriously, he was what, like five feet? Had like I'm six sorry. more inches of height. I mean, so anyway. So yeah, so yeah. He, so, he, so Hinata, Hinata falls in love with this and that's it's only about three minutes of the show and we fast forward to three years later and Hinata is showing up to a high school basketball tournament, which to me had like big shades of mm -hmm. sidekicks when Jonathan Brandis shows up to the karate <laughs> exposition at the end of it. Um, somehow he's managed to enter this tournament with his middle school team yeah. of nobodies and there was no play in whatsoever. They just signed up. No, they, they were in middle school, mind you. This is this everybody's in middle school, including he not at this point. Right. So. so he gets into middle he gets into this tournament. And in the first match, he runs into a buzzsaw uh, named Kageyama. And Kageyama is clearly the most talented player on his team. Right. The issue is that he's very aware of that. And right. He's demanding and he's rude yeah. and he's, he's over the top. And as such, his teammates have kind of given him a name, King of the Court. Right. Um, and in short, Hinata gets steamrolled by yeah. Kageyama's team, which right. I think they're called like Kita firsts or something Kitagawa, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, Kitagawa number one is what they're saying. So you were listening to the chant. That's not the actual mascot. <laughs> not the number ones. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of lame if you got like in the, you wear the foam fingers and stuff like that. Is your is your official mascot? Right. Yeah. So. so so Kageyama, despite knowing he's up against some nobodies, is impressed with the sheer raw athletic ability of Hinata because Hinata's reflexes and his speed are incredible. However, he's no match for the more polished team that Kageyama's on. Mm -hmm. And Hinata gets, as I said, steamrolled. So now here's another reason to like it. They both graduate middle school. And what we are given on Hinata's side is a beautiful rocky-esque montage right exactly of him riding his bike we had enough but yeah. <laughs> you're they're playing like the the bike in uh in like mike tyson's punch out like dun, 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 dun. Right. Dun, 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 
<laughs> and so he trains all winter. He trains with the girls' volleyball team because the the men's team at his there was the no men's, men's team, team yeah. at his middle. And I want to I want to point out though, Garrett, what's really important too is that for three years of this boy's junior high school, he had no team. So he's literally at that little scamp that would like go to the court and just like hit the ball against the wall for like right. literally three years. And it, he would be just like that very sad kid in the corner that didn't have a team, even though we really loved the sport. And his first tournament was his absolute last one because he couldn't he had, he graduated after that. Right. But he was like so I, I just think before we get to like the main crux of the show, it's important to note that like while you said like Kageyama is like the knows he's good, he's like the brooding, like he's very brooding. There's no there's there's always an edge, no, no soft side generally. Hinata is the super hyperactive shonen character that you see in a bajillion shonen anime they're like i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna montage and like all that stuff essentially what they did was they took naruto and sasuke and put them in, in volleyball outfits that's literally what they did they they took that that combination of like the really good polished brooding guy and the kid who is hyperactive but he works his darndest to, to get there and they basically just said okay let's watch sasuke and, and, and naruto play volleyball oh that sounds like a winning formula it's i i didn't hate it as i said i didn't hate it but i, I did notice a resemblance so yeah so he finally gets to the even sp- with like the hair yeah of- seriously it couldn't have been more like bad guy down hair good guy up hair like it couldn't have been more like it couldn't have been more like on the nose as to what they were doing. So right. we, we, so he goes to the school that the little giant was on and it was called Karasuno. Um, so just so you know, Karasu means crow. So there's a reason why you're always seeing crows all the time, even though that's not the mascot of the school. It's just like the name of the school. Um, so he gets to this high school and he's like, I finally found a team. So he's, I, I imagine he's constantly singing as he runs through the hallways because he's just that hyped all the time. He's like, I'm going to go on this team. I'm going to finally have some teammates. And, nah, 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 nah. and he's about to go into the gym to like check out the teams. And, and what happens, Garrett? His jaw hits the floor. Um, first of all, before we get into what happened, I thought with the crows, we were just watching the spies from that other anime we watched. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> or it's the girls the girls group from uh from prison school. Right, they... from prison school. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure they're not prison beat. school meets haiku. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so he shows up and there is Kageyama in the gymnasium practicing his uh his volleyball. Yeah. And they see each other and there's just like a dumbfounded moment. <laughs> And we come to find out Kageyama, despite being as good as he was, he applied to get into the best school or two uh, for volleyball. And they didn't get And they didn't accept him. His reputation preceded him. And it was really also kind of funny is that it's like, it kind of turns on the head. And I think of Food Wars did this too, the whole like, um, and then Food Wars did it kind of funnier where like, you got the one guy who's like, I'm your rival now. And one day we're going to find each other and I'm going to take you down the next time I see you. And they're like next to each other 10 minutes later. <laughs> That's the joke. Like they did in Food Wars with um, with Aldini. And he's like, you're my rival and I'm going to crush you. Next time I see you, you're going to be paid for it. And they're in the same bus seat together. <laughs> he's like, so now is now when, is now when this is going to happen? <laughs> It's the same thing of like they were working their hardest to be the rivals for each other. Now they got to be freaking teammates. Right. So that's that's literally the crux of the show. Essentially, is yeah. the two an odd couple where you know the passion to win is uh, it's high. It's hot. And and but here's the thing: the, what you can't say, no matter if their personality, what you can't say is that they don't love the game. 
they both think very highly of volleyball and want to be their best at it. Kagayama just wants others to, to match his, his intensity and he not to just loves it so much and wants to just be able to play it and spike. He just loves spiking so much. It's like, yeah. Everyone does. It's like the most fun part. Yeah, like it's funny because Kavagayama was talking about how setters are cooler because they're like, ooh, they 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 judge the game. Like, no, you're the guy that goes, <laughs> that's your job. Your job's go. <laughs> well, everybody else gets the really loud slapping stuff. So, uh, so let's let's take a pause to before we talk any further about the the show and talk about go back over the rules of sports anime to see where they fit within our our normal rules to like. All right how they differ and how because what you want is you don't want all the sports anime to follow all the rules all the time because then it gets formulaic and so let's just see what makes what puts haikyuu above the rest so let's go over the rules and you can say check or or not so Mm -hmm. the first thing is we're following an underdog story so that's generally the first rule of sports anime right uh i think so because hinata is this raw talent without any polish or coming from without even having a team yeah um so yeah, we're at least fifty percent in underdog story. And apparently, Karasuno is actually like it was it was a decent team, hence why they were on TV before. But mm-hmm. they've since fallen out of favor. So I guess that's like the first thing is like it's a fallen king kind of coming back to their to their mm-hmm. former glory. Um, the second rule is find out that they have one skill that they're superior in, and that kind of guides their journey essentially. Would you say Kagaya? Would you say that Hinata has a very specific skill? Because I would say he does. But it's not as like cartoony specific as the other shows we watched. Like he doesn't just like do magic tricks and disappear like like Kuroko no Pasuke. He doesn't like you know disappear. No, but I don't think he. I don't think it is one thing. So you have to look at both characters. So right, Kagiyama, while he's a setter, he's an incredible all around volleyball player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the thing about um, Hinata is is while he wants to spike and. The big thing, if you want to say what's his superpower, he jumps high. He yeah. jumps high. How's a little guy jump so high? But Here he's, also in, he's also incredibly quick. Yeah. He's also incredibly flexible. He also has an insane urge to better himself and right. to work hard. Got a good motor. So in that way, I don't think they, they have focused on one superpower. Right, yeah. But they do symbolize when he's being kind of superhuman because like his clothes get insanely tight and he does like... And they, then they like scratchy animate. Scratchy his, animate like, his, his ass to look like super defined. Like all of a sudden his glutes become like, you know, one punch man. It's like, two cheeks! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that one is a kind of... Uh, so the third rule is sports anime are spoken exclusively through internal monologues and external observers. I would say check, 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 and check. This show is always talked by everyone else on the outside or internally by the people playing the game. That's that's generally what you get here. I don't know. I mean, I'm talking specifically during the actual game. Like, all right, all right. But they also talk smack to one another. They what was that? They also talk smack to one another outwardly. I think what's and what's funny about this one is that like the amount of pausing that they do to play the game of volleyball just to like talk at each other is way longer than what I would imagine a volleyball game well, would do. Yeah. I figure they had to do that because it's a show like if whatever sport you're playing, if you're like talking crap to somebody yeah. else, it's going to be like quick under your breath. Come on, let's play, let's play. And, and right, you know, right, right. But they slow it down for the sake of understanding it here. Yeah, I guess so. Um, 
So I, I will give that a medium, you know, like a medium check, a, a half check. Uh, the next one is love stories are non-existent is one of the rules of sports anime. Would you say that is a check? Through five episodes, it's yeah. a check. However, there is uh, the manager of the team uh, who is a is girl <laughs> that Tanaka loves. Yeah, yeah. But Tanaka I mean, doesn't have a chance, I don't think. You know, so well, it's kind of like you, you, you said to me, and this is why I'm trying to be careful here. Yes, they are teasing it. Right. But what makes it a sports anime is they'll just never go there. They'll never go there, right? Because it's meant for little boys, and little boys don't know how to get there yet, you know? Um, the next learn if Tanaka showed them. Yes. <laughs> he showed them how to rip off his shirt. That's true. That's true. And there's 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 a uh, there's a surprising factoid about this show that I'll get to a little later. All right. Um, the next thing is all movement is generally superhero or superpowered in appearance. This is where I think the show differs. Mm -hmm. There is like remnants of like when when Kagayama hits a, set, a perfect set, you see like the bullseye hit. Yeah. And like you'll see, yeah, you'll the perfect glutes of, of Hinata when he jumps to do a spike, right. and it looks kind of fantastical, mm -hmm. but it's never like you. It's it's never. It's just more of a visual representation than this is what happens, right? When you play the certain sports. Sure. Yeah. So I, was... I, I, I agree entirely. It, it felt like also a lot of times you get with sports anime, you get a lot of um, posing yes. where the character's not actually moving, but the background moves and it's supposed yeah. to imply how quickly or how awesomely they're moving. Right, right, and right. I didn't get that here. Here, I there was a lot of actually animating the players to move and play. Right, right. In fact, I think a lot of the the, the volleyball players that watch this anime, that like like professional volleyball players that talk about said like they appreciated that like they stuck it to the volleyball and not really to making it cartoony. And so mm -hmm. they said how they liked that about it. Um, the, the last one is that characters are generally one dimensional or meant to fit specific parts of the sport. And I think this is another thing that makes it differ. Like there is one character that's very excited to be the Libero, which is like the guy who doesn't actually spike or can't spike on the team. Mm -hmm. can only like that's his thing. And they do tend to have like quips and like specific personality quirks, I guess, so to yeah. speak. But I don't think it's cartoony either in that way. And I think that's another... No, thing. no. I mean, it's like to criticize this show would be to like look at a band and be like, look at him. He's the bassist. He only plays the bass. Well, yeah, that's what the bassist does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like think it's funny because like if you compare it to something like iShield 21, where like that's the guy that shoots the machine guns. That's the one that's really fat. That's the one. <laughs> Roger from Doug. Uh, <laughs> who shoots some machine guns i missed that part of that in haikyuu i wish there was more random machine gun firing in, in that's because in, you want it to be more cartoony right yeah, I mean, exactly exactly you want it to I, I don't know i i liked it through five episodes but there might be a point where i'm like oh you could turn this up a little bit you could turn yeah. the volume up right whereas yeah you can you can make a, the zone where like lightning bolt flies out of your eyes and you're in your in your in your game set so garrett let's talk to the rest of the team that we meet especially in the first five episodes sure. um uh we got daichi samamura who is the captain and mate spiker what's his jam he's like the captain of the team he's uh very even keeled yeah um very responsible absolutely what you would want the prototypical quarterback to be like, you yeah. know, maybe not the most talented player on his team, but the best at getting the talent out of his team. He's like the sage guy of the team that like knows everything that's happening that's going to happen in the future. Right. He commands a certain quiet respect without being over the top. And... But when he shows 
you know, intimidation. Everybody's afraid of him because of that. So mm-hmm. like they don't want to make him mad. Um, like I always remember with like my father, my father had like a very long fuse. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, you poke the bear, you poke the bear, you poke the bear. And then when the fuse is gone and they yeah. snap, you're like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. So the next one is uh, Koshi Sugiwara, Sugiwara, who is the original setter. Yep. Uh, he's the, the silver haired. Oh, that's okay, guys. I think this guy wants to become a coach because he really doesn't have like a lot of fire. You he know? doesn't. Like, I don't want to use the word beta, but he is very like, oh, you guys want to, it's, you know, the, you know, the, the, the sketch with um, John Mulaney when he was talking about like, you can do anything to me. And he'd be like, okay. And he's like, can I get on the flight now? No, because we hate you. Okay. <laughs> and like, it's a lot of that. That's what I feel like Koshi Sugawara is. He's right. like, very much like, oh, you want to make make me the like the second year, and this is my last year ever playing this sport. You want to put me on the bench? Sure thing. I'll just take a voucher. Like <laughs> it's good for the team. It's good for the team. Look at my silver hair, blink, blink, blink. He's like, I don't know. I I respect him, and I guess it's to lead to him having like a Rudy moment where like he'll jump in at the last minute and like yep. save the team, and they'll haram on his shoulders. I mean, I haven't gotten that far in the manga, but. Um, but yeah, that's his jam. He's the setter that gets replaced by okay. Kajama. And then we also meet, you talk about Rinosuke uh, Tanaka, who is the shaved head, yep. you know, firebrand of the group. He's, he's also speaks a lot like a, like a biker gang guy. Yeah. Cause he'll be like, Oh, 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 And like yell at you. Like, look, 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 So, and you're going to tell me this is the thing. Like when he tries to intimidate people, he does this face where he's like, yeah, he does the, he does the way the house husband face that like, you know, <laughs> right. Where it's like the, you know, like you try to distort your face as much as possible. It looks, yeah. Like the way we're doing but like it. the angriest chipmunk. Yes. Angry chipmunk. Or if you're trying to pl- 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 pluck a nose hair and you make that face at the mirror, that's what it looks like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Boink. <laughs> So yeah, he's he loves Kyoko. She's hot fire because she's hot fire, and uh, and he wants to impress her and stuff like that. But she's not interested. Now he's a little he's a little weird with her because she's like she's like he's like hot hot stuff. He's constantly sexually harassing her. She's like you're looking really beautiful today, and he ignores and he goes oh it just turns me on when she ignores me. Uh, like that's his gym. Well, that's like what you have to do right when you're saving face. Yeah, do you think it's that, or do you think he literally loves the? The kind of like kuda. I think any. Would you want that relationship with like you any know, attention, positive or negative, from Kyoko right. is welcome. To right. Tanaka. It's like Butsujima. Like Butsujima doesn't say a lot, and she would probably ignore you. But would you be happy just kind of like looking at her and being like, "Hey, looking good, Butsujima." She'd be like, "Hmm," and she just kept walking. Uh it would depend what her eyes told me. <laughs> so that's the team we meet. The, up the in- eyes can speak <laughs> words that can't come from the mouth. I mean. Yeah, seriously. Uh, that's Kyoko's. It's just she's got like perpetual kudade eyes. Like if you're talking about like classic kudade eyes, Kyoko has them. They're like half open through glasses. Like, through five episodes, I mean, she's completely useless. She's the uniform girl. She got became the uniform girl, right? And that's another thing. Like you'll see a lot in shows of about like male sports teams that there's always like the very hot or perky, you know, female that's in that's just the manager. And that's a very common thing, I guess, in Japan to have like a female manager. Kyle, the the freaking Yukon men's basketball and men's football team have like female uh, student massage therapists. Interesting. You know, like (laughs) 
like even even Peyton Manning, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Even he had like a student when he was at Tennessee. He had like a female student intern to like massage him down after. But games. did she look like, like Kyogo? Is the question. Did she look huh? like Kyogo? Did she look like Kyogo? Is the question. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she she might have. This this all reminds me of he had a cold shoulder, and Peyton Manning was like, "Oh, he really? What? But oh, that made me so happy." Do you remember the movie He Got Game? I think so. It's one of those. It was, it was with uh, Ray Allen uh-huh. uh, and Denzel Washington was his uh-huh. father. It was a Spike Lee joint. Of course. And Ray Allen goes to get recruited at college and he goes to state and they basically send them through like a like booze soaked whorehouse of students <laughs> to like try and convince them to go there. Like, you know, <laughs> player managers or student I managers. I really like this Kyoko. <laughs> college system is broken <laughs> so what happens and i'll just kind of breeze through this just so we can get to the, the the later part of it because we actually have to play some volleyball say for the first episode uh is that uh hinata and kageyama kind of get in there and they start bipping at each other chewing chewing each other out they dislike each other they dislike each other's personalities how they handle the game of volleyball they don't want to be teammates with each other so uh the t- captain of the team just decides all right you guys are out we don't need people who can't be part of a team and, and honestly volleyball is a team sport it's a, in the truest sense of the word you cannot play volleyball without teammates at all you can't there's no such thing as single person volleyball yeah you at least need to get along with one person for yes and so they kicked him out of the gym and they said like until you can figure out how to work work as a team you're not coming back in and the way that they decide to come back is to challenge the the second years to a volleyball game and he goes okay well you got to play together and uh you got to play this saturday against a bunch of other first years and so they the the only yeah the only only volleyball game we got to see in the first five episodes was against another batch of first years from carter sanoff yeah right now this part confused me Mm -hmm. Because earlier in one of the episodes, they basically say that Hinata and um, Kageyama are the only ones applying. Right, right. And now all of a sudden there's like two others Yeah. to make it convenient for the show. Correct. I, I, don't, I think maybe it was like, it was like, that was two of that day and then later some more came in and stuff like that. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It was, yeah. it was a little bit of a sticking point to me because because when you see uh, Tsukushima for the first time, you're like, that kid might be a second year. He's very tall. Yes. So we then meet Kei Tsukushima. He's six foot tall and you can't teach that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and <laughs> and uh, so what is, what's his jam? Because I feel like if I was in a sports anime, he's, Kay would be me in these things. <laughs> but go what? ahead. He's a dick. Yeah, that's how I would be in a sports anime. But talk me through, like, what's his jam? Like, he's got, he can't just be a jerk, because Kageyama also has that. He's really he's, tall. He's like the human blocking machine. Yes, he's six foot, which in Japan mm-hmm. makes you about the size of, you know, Paul White, the big show. Right. And it's, But his thing is, he's like, I have all this ability and there's really no reason to put the effort that you are all putting into this. Right. right. So like, like when uh, Hinata is not being all Naruto-esque and being yeah. loud, he's, he's just, he's so exasperated. Yeah. He's like, okay. And because this is how I would be. I would be like, guys, this is high school volleyball. I'm sure they're going to let you play, especially with Kageyama being the highest thing yep. really like your th- I, I think this is just a game i'll even throw the game if you want if you you don't have to gambate so hard that your hands bleed like they do in some of these games you know you don't have to practice in the rain so hard that you fall full speed into the wall behind you like 
that's yeah. what I would be like. I'd be like, guys, just, just don't give it as much of an effort. Have it's some chill. Have some chill. It's like it's like Alan Iverson. It's like we're talking about practice, right? You're talking about the game, which I love. But what you talking about practice? You're talking about practice? This is practice. Like that's what I would be. I would be that in sports anime. Like, guys, this is this is essentially intramural sports. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing this because we came to the same school we're not we're not blood rivals we're not you know born yeah. of the same clan you and i just happen to get the same score on the entrance exam and therefore and live close enough to each other to be put in the same team together i'm tall therefore i'm on the team good enough for me that's all i need right like that's the kind of thing well that may seem brash i get it like i get where his exacerbation comes from in the line right. but but yeah, he he's a he's kind of a yeah, that's the thing. He's like the he's like the mellow, doesn't give a two rats butts, and that's because he's he already knows he's got it because he's got the height. Like there's no way you can beat that, you know. Right. And and because he needed another first year, they give him this cuck named Suki. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. And he's like the oh, they kicked me off, they put me on your bench. Oh. Like he's like that kind of character. He's like he's kind of like stop. He was stop of like volleyball. <laughs> right. But it makes it so that when he does hit the like the perfect shot, you're like, yeah, yeah, that guy that I forgot about for like 25 episodes. I, I, I just hope that he doesn't Usopp and spend 20 minutes crying on the floor <laughs> debating whether to do the heroic thing or not. Because right. that is like a massive pet peeve of mine. <laughs> so this is where we get into like the kind of fantastical is that in the process of playing the game, of course, K is very tall. So he pretty much blocks every the, the basically the main spiker he's like i got this there's no way you can pick it past me i'm better than you i'm taller therefore i'm better in volleyball right eventually they figure out a really crazy way of playing the game in which and talk me through this right like it, it, they basically call what's called a quick a quick attack and they develop this and this ends up being like the crux of the show this is the like ice shield 21 diamond devil bat dive and this is the kuroko no basket you know disappearing act it's it's their thing now and this is what they've created the quick attack talk me through it garrett well it's a little lame because basically <laughs> they just pass faster <laughs> but they pass in a way in which he's like because hinata is basically so fast and he's can process the field very well he's really short so he's like just go to where you don't see blockers and just jump. Right. That's all you got to do. And then swing your hand. Doesn't matter if there's a ball there. Doesn't matter if there's anything there. Just just do it. Right. So, your hand. so the first thing they do is, again, and this is where I really like the flashbacks. I really like the layering of the characters. Right. Is Kageyama starts having flashbacks about how he would mm -hmm. yell at his old teammates Mm -hmm. for not being quick enough for not being fast enough and they were like screw you man and they they left him and there's this one haunting memory where he went for a quick pass and no one was there no and the spike there. never came <laughs> and the guys walked off the court because they were like screw this guy yeah that's that's crazy to me like but because hinata is addicted to spikes yes <laughs> he will never let a set go on spike yeah so he tells, such like, a, like if you could put like the essence of Naruto into a volleyball player, that how could you not like you know, like I'm so I'm so amped, I'm never gonna let a ball hit the not big spike. That's my jam. You know, believe it. Like that's how can you not <laughs> imagine they accidentally said believe it and they're like, oh right. wait, wrong like, anime. Oh, oh, trademark, trademark. <laughs> and they just overdub it. They're like, come on, dirt. <laughs> so um so He's like, I'll hit any spike. I'll hit any spike. And so Kageyama does his quick 
uh, his quick set, his quick pass, and he nails it. Right. And then they try it again, and he fails, and again, and he fails. And then again, the, the, the absolutely Sugawara, uh, yeah, the no. one who's like, hey, man, I could play. I could not play. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? You know, whatever. I'm just a right. singer. It's not like I He comes play. out to Kageyama and says, look, Hinata has raw ability, but you need to match his abilities. He can't rise up to your abilities yet. Right, right, right. You need to be the master setter. Right. <laughs> and so that's when he gets his uh, Top Gun target crosshair. Because yeah. and... originally, because you were talking about the story about how he got his nickname, the King of the Court. And mm-hmm. he was originally hated that name so much. And people thought it was because the whole world saw him as the best setter. But really, it's because he's such a cantankerous, you know, he needs to have things the way he needs them to be. Yeah. That he's almost on. He's a, he to to quote someone else. He's a tyrant. He's a tyrant, right? Exactly. And so everybody called his teammates called him that. The world didn't call him that. His teammates called it that. And then there's that like, and but the, like this is where the gambate gets too big for me. Like the idea that like he thinks about in a dark room, him setting the ball, and behind him just slowly goes, and he goes, I shudder to think about that memory. <gasps> like it's come I, on bro it's volleyball I could, not, I could not disagree with you more what you're kidding go ahead Garrett. i, I thought fight me on this go for it gambate garrett gambate on this one no just watch any freaking tv show or movie they go back to the same moment over and over again they go to the well that provides the fire in the belly mm-hmm. to 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 do better or the big fear that you ultimately have to burst through that wall right. and shatter that bad memory. Okay. And I was fine with it. You were fine with it. I just thought that the show ultimately is a little too melodramatic about the subject matter. So I get a little every sports <laughs> anime we watch. I, I agree. But they do it to a like cartoonishly com- comically level, and I get it at that point. This one, so honestly, think I think it's taking itself the too seriously. Yeah, it, it takes itself so seriously, but the, it's so seriously that's not even like it's not. It's funny at times, but like it's just the weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like. The, the, well, that's why characters like Tanaka are around because he's the comic relief. Right. Yeah, he's there to cut, and that's why. And I think you're right. I think it does balance it out pretty well by the fact that they have other teammates and they put other people in the front and center mm-hmm. as opposed to Kagayama. But I just thought that that was the one thing I was like, you know, because uh, it reminds me of. Have you seen um the music video for the song by YouTube called "Stuck in a Moment You Can't Get Out of"? Yes. And it was basically about a guy on the team, the Lemons, because they had the they had the song by YouTube called Lemons, and he missed a kick in football and it was just like him like constantly having to like make the kick and missing the kick and it was just like he was stuck in a moment you couldn't get out of and then it ended with an old man in a postman's outfit kicking the thing in a in an empty stadium and it's like this time we'll pass and i'm like stupid that is stupid <laughs> screw you bono <laughs> uh two things one i don't know if you knew this for our junior prom in high school that was the song selected by the student body to be <laughs> our our prom song and the uh, prom committee didn't like it, so they held a committee vote only, and that's how we got um, hero? Enrique Iglesias Hero. Uh, two, that music video is still not as haunting as uh, Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. Yeah, yeah. But that one actually, like, I can understand where it comes from. This one was just, like, so ham-fisted. It was, like, it was very Kagayama in that way. But, yeah. all right, Garrett, so... It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting thing about this team. It really is a team-centered anime, which is awesome. But it also has 
a very weird layer. All right. Now I'm going to talk to you about something that you probably weren't expecting to ever talk about when you talked about a volleyball anime, but it, this show has a very big female audience. And specifically they love the idea of shipping characters together. Now, just so you know, shipping means is when you take two characters that you like that aren't normally like in a relationship, they're just kind of like close with each other or just near each other or just like in the same state. And when you, you said and shipping made that hand motion. I thought of docking and that's <laughs> we don't need to, we don't to explain what docking is gear, but what I guess you're saying is, is they put them together in these like boy love, you know, fan theory kind of fan and they call them fanons instead of cannons like fan driven romantic relationships and no show in my in my memory has received more emphasis on their boy love relationship pairing than Haikyuu before I get into more of what this content is about Garrett if I was to tell you that was the thing does that make sense to you do you believe it I don't understand (laughs) Fem- I mean, girls li- liked One Direction, but I mean, I can't. I thought the whole point of crushing on a girl or crushing on a boy in a show, whether it be as a teen, mm-hmm. is that you want that person to like you. Mm-hmm. It's not to imagine them with someone else. Well, this is what's funny, Garrett, because you weren't on the Yowie episode. My wife had to cover that for you, but I don't think you've gotten off yet, just yet, sir. <laughs> oh, I know I haven't. No. <laughs> Just wait till you hear about these great ships. Uh, so <laughs> essentially, yeah. So what happened was, Garrett, and you know me, I, I researched three thoroughly, the topic mm-hmm. that we discussed, mm-hmm. and I went on to the shipping whippy, wikia, oh, shipping.fandom.com to understand this world of shipping and why Haikyuu is so beloved by it. And I learned more about the culture of shipping than I ever thought possible. I can only imagine your wife coming in to your office and being like Kyle honey it's dinner and it's just like you in your chair with your back to the door and like the screen is flickering she's like Kyle Kyle and you like slowly turn your chair with this like blank blank expression with like a picture of like Kageyama and Hinata in in a loving embrace now I think just to kind of refresh because it was a while since we did the Yaoi episode because you were asking about like what's the purpose of it there are a lot of women that love reading about these same-sex male relationships because it's the romance without the power dynamic necessarily. So they like they like that kind of component. They love the romance of it, but they're all kind of equals in their own way. Mm-hmm. But there is kind of a, but they also love the kind of like one's an aggressor and one's the submissive and it is a relationship. So notice that when you read these things, when you read about shipping and yaoi and boy love, there's usually a, a <laughs> I love that I know these words, but there's a seme, which is the top, the, the aggressor, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then there's the uke, who is the bottom or the, the one being aggressed on and stuff like that. Or more like- Intentionally write it this way or this is just the perception that fans fans force upon it? Agree, uh, the, the latter. It's really like, there's this show, I don't think while there's a lot of like, yay, we're teammates, we really care for each other. No one's like literally like caressing, you know, sweat off each other's brow and like licking it off their finger. Like that's well, not happening. Well, I, you know, people see what they want to see. I was just having this conversation today. Um, so Billie Eilish right. um, is a, a unique pop star. She is a young female. 
uh, but she has wanted it to be about her recording. I won't say her talent, but about her recording. So she doesn't wear the tight clothes. She wears really baggy clothes because right. she's like, this is not going to be a, distra a distraction for you, right. you perverts, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I guess she just came out with some video. I didn't see it where she's got like a bunch of girls around her and everyone kind of thought she was like sending a message. And now she's got a boyfriend in mm -hmm. real life. And she's being accused by a certain community of like baiting. Mm. And I'm just like, uh, I think you wanted to see that. You, you wanted it. to believe that she would crush on you. And now you're upset. I and see. so I think fandoms can really take someone, Britney Spears, for example, and turn them into whoever they want them to be in their mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the point, right? Is that you're creating a fantasy that doesn't actually exist. And, and that's the kind of case here. Um, just so you know, I got to give you some terms, Garrett. Well, okay. Because if you don't know the terms, then what's the point of being on shipping.fandom.com? If you don't know the words, you can't talk about it. You can't talk about them, right. We got we to get our vocabulary up here. So the first term you need to know is het. And this is short for heterosexual. And this is a pairing of characters of real life people. One side is male and the other is female. And that's the word they, but they term those pairings. So they'll call it a het pairing, right? That's what they'll call it. The next thing they'll call is a slash. Now a slash is a male-male relationship. So it's a male slash male thing. So it's kind of like, you know, the Zoolander where he says you get the slashies where you're a model slash actor. So you, <laughs> they got the slashies. That's what this essentially is. So that term is slash. You got het and you got slash. Then if you got a female on female relationship, that's called fem slash. So like two females, two females. It's called fem slash. If you got a more than like a polyamorous relationship, it's called poly, of course. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was called Cordell Stewart, the original <laughs> slash. <laughs> then there is family, which is pretty self-explanatory. Those are your Onichans who love their... There, there's those are the girls who love their own Johns. Um, and then you got the non-binary ones. Then you got friend. And my favorite is cargo. Cargo is a, a shipping between a person and an inanimate object. <laughs> One big case in point is people love it that there's a, in Resident Evil 6, I believe, uh, the, the main character punches a boulder like and punches a boulder essentially into a lava pit and so that's become such a joke that people have in that sense shipped the two of them <laughs> two of the boulder and the guy so that's a cargo relationship what we're going to be talking about is a very small subset and that was the slash garrett i'm going to bring up three slashes that exist in the fandom that are actually the more popular ones in the and I actually go through rankings in the fandom now so let's start with the first one and possibly the most important one which is kagehina and what that means is you take, it's basically the benefer. It's like... Yeah, 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 I get it. It's Kageyama and Hinata. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and they love it because they put like, you know, like the real thing, but then they call it canon and they have fanon. But let me read to you what the... Could uh, <laughs> they say? The fanon says, Kage, Kagehina is arguably the most popular ship in IQ, being loved by fans since the beginning of the manga. When the anime was released in 2014, the ship really started to take off, with fans producing countless art and writing pieces for them. It's shipped by the majority of the fandom. However, some prefer them as friends over them being in a romantic relationship. It's regarded, regarded as a healthy ship, and there hasn't been any controversy surrounding it. In art and in writing and in the fandom, they're both obviously into each other's feelings, Garrett. In many cases, they try to oppress these feelings as well, lean in to fight or distance themselves from one another. <laughs> so 
often other members of their team start to push them to make a move or have them get very obvious hints while they're crushing on each other. But they're generally a lot of angst in it. And it's self-drawn by being very soft and fluffy. It's the second most popular ship, Garrett. So what did you think of Kagehina? Could you see those two eventually, those two scamps getting together? That their hatred gets so go so passionate they ended up they end up smooching. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you don't you don't believe in Kage? No. Here? However, I'm reading ahead in your notes, and there is one where I'm like, well, money, money. <laughs> the second one is called Daisuga. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one you think? Yeah. Daisuga sounds like like one of the rappers that have been coming out on SoundCloud now, like, you know, like Suga, like like Boss Baby and all that stuff. Hi, I'm Daisuga. Town song. Daisuga! <laughs> so the funny thing is this also has a, a, a thing labeled Dominance Portrayal. So, so, you, so you wouldn't get it the fandom wrong, Garrett. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right? This is the number one popular ship on the website. Daisuga? It's basically between the captain, uh, Daiichi Sawamura, and Koshi Sugawara, we would call the beta, but really is the silver hair. Right. I mean, they're like the ace and Gary of the <laughs> volleyball team. The ambiguously yeah. gay duo. <laughs> what are you like, looking at? I was at? waiting for one, like, for a Daiichi to, like, gently pat Sugawara on the bottom. So let's nice, <laughs> nice job. So yeah, so if you had a guess on who would be the semi, the aggressive, oh come on, and Uke, which one do you say, Garrett? <laughs> Daichi would be the semi, but he would be the semi in the way Eric McCormick on Will and Grace is the semi. You know, like he would he would give it to you, but then brush your hair afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. and tell you it's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he very very uh, loving and concerned for your feelings. <laughs> so here's the dominance portrayal, Garrett. And let me see if this if this registers with you, Sheriff, sir. So although Daisuga isn't seen as a sexual ship, there have been fictions where Daiichi would take the lead. This is mainly because of his personality being strong and firm. Also, as the team captain of a team with some troubling underclassmen, his nature would be seen like this. As for Suga, his personality is more on the light and gentle side, but overall their ship is considered healthy and seen as fluffy. And there's a picture that I just accidentally scrolled down to, and they are literally spooning each other. So... (laughs) Does that make so you say that makes sense, the two of them? Like you can see the two them them two scans yes. together? Yeah, I think it's entirely unnecessary to read into this. <laughs> but if they wanted to make it a plot point to be LGBTQIA plus, then yeah. You yeah. Could- <laughs> the last one we're gonna be talking about is Tsukiyama, which is the slash relationship between Kei Tsukishima, the six foot uh tall blonde guy. Giant blonde guy and tadashi yamaguchi who's the only first year that generally doesn't stay on the court um and so so do you see these two together they're the 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 big tall blocker with the and who is the semi and who's the uke nah i don't see it you don't see it nah. i just think it's a matter of them just being always together on the same team uh, they're friends yeah they're friends and like most friend groups who like 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 who's the second character the uh, the uh, i guess the- the second one's name is uh, Tadashi Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi, like, he plays volleyball because his friend plays volleyball. And he's not really good enough to be there, but, like, that's the way he's going to get to hang out with his best friend is play volleyball. Right. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, and it's the fifth most popular ship slash ship on the fandom. Uh And it's regarded as a very healthy ship. The connection with them being very close childhood friends. Um, can you do me a favor, the page that you're on, can you... 
control F unhealthy. What is an unhealthy ship? (laughs) I wonder, I don't know if there is, if there is an unhealthy one, Haikyuu doesn't seem to have, you know, very, very controversial shipping, I guess, in my mind. (laughs) But maybe, here's the- like maybe it's the vice principal's toupee and <laughs> that could be it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in most fan pieces, Garrett, Yamaguchi's often the first to realize or develop feelings for Tsukishima. There are many fan fictions and artworks of Yamaguchi's love actually being unrequited. So he's the one in the corner wondering if if you know his senpai will ever notice him. Um, however, in most cases, Tsukishima secretly returns the feelings and they work out. A popular trope with them is also angst. A lot of it deals with Yamaguchi's insecurities and Tsukishima kind of letting him along the way. Tsukishima has also been complaining that he doesn't like beer and often and prefers only prefers Kahlua and milk as an alcoholic drink, which plays They're in, the- in high school. I know high schoolers drink, but really, really some strange people are making this out to be something. <laughs> um- <laughs> also, why are we fantasizing about high school boys? It- I think it's weird when we fantasize about high school girls. I think if you consider that most of the fandom is high school girls, would that make it better for you? I don't think so. <laughs> Garrett, it's just, they need a little BL in their life. And so, so does that make sense to you? Do the, it's more of like a hero worship, the unrequited love, but also the unrequited tension of like, I'm not feeling as good as, as Kay and all that stuff. I understand <laughs> that people would feel this way. I don't understand how it's as prevalent as it is. Yes, it is a very common thing and women really love this show for that reason so um basically what we're going to get to last is uh we're going to be talking about what you're gonna, what's left uh on the show what you're going to be looking forward to um the first thing is you're going to meet more of the, the teammates one is the libero which is like usually the person that just kind of receives the the serves it's really their only job they're kind of the little guy oh i thought you were going to say they were the libero and i'm like that's you kyle that's you i'm the, i'm the libero <laughs> The liberal bro. The liberal. <laughs> As a pro terms to a, what is it, a, a, a conservativo. <laughs> you know? Then we meet the ace who's like the cool cat. I'm sure he's got plenty of people that ship for him. He's like the that guy. also doesn't make sense because I would think the ace would be the spiker, but go on. He is a spiker. So he's they kind of rotate him in and out with other people. Um, so my question is, you. The, my next question is, how does this compare to sports, other sports anime does it reflect volleyball? Did you think you learned more about volleyball when you watched it as you were doing it? No. Well, I think they did a better job than others of doing that. Cause like I shield 21, they like, remember I shield 21 was also done in conjunction with NFL films. <laughs> and like, they were trying to teach Japanese people how to like football so that the NFL could be on TV in Japan. Right. And right. they're like, here's what offsides is <laughs> like, and like they had this little creature gremlin that would like explain the rules the devil bat it was just like hitting you over the head with it right this one felt more like integrated they didn't teach you the rules of volleyball until episode five like they were literally like oh let's review the book one more time like that's it's literally that kind of like old hat of like how we're gonna get people to learn about volleyball i feel like i got I, i feel like volleyball also like while there is strategy and there's ways you can like get it's one of those things that, like easy to learn, difficult to master kind of things, like Othello. And uh, it's one of those games where you can really get good at it and master it in very unique ways. But really, it's not a hard thing to figure out, you know, three times on one side and you, you got to get it on the other side before. It's mostly about uh, communication. Yeah, it really is. 
So uh, I guess we're going to go to our final two questions, which I always ask you. The first one, would you keep watching knowing what you've seen the first five episodes, Garrett? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of episodes of this, though, Garrett. There's like at least five, six. I know. And that's a good thing, because I got to be honest with you. I don't know if I've watched a single extra episode of any of the sports animated Mm. date. And this one, I absolutely would. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, this is one of those ones that I actually think that your wife might actually like. And because for that, you know, it's a very lighthearted. My wife? Yeah. You're back. Uh, she she hung out on the couch. She wasn't like she wasn't watching very carefully. My light my wife likes to. I'm doing air quotes here for the folks listening on Anchor and and not uh, watching yeah. the YouTube. Is my wife likes to watch TV with me? Yeah, which means the television is on and and she's scrolling through Facebook. <laughs> so um, and another thing is uh, what we do is what we always do every week, which is called the Weeb Noob Score. Once again, the Weeb Noob Score doesn't mean that it's good or bad. It just means that how soon should you get on it? It's yep. very accessible. This show is on Netflix. It's on Crunchyroll. It's on a few platforms, so it's very yeah. easy to get to. Um, so the Weeb Noob Score is really like at the water cooler how much of our our self we put into it like a low score says like hey eh, you can put a shuffle in with other ones and higher scores like get it in front of your tv and watch it now is a really high score anywhere in between is is still pretty good so um i'm gonna let you start with this garrett since you you had a positive within, reinforcements within the realm of sports anime this is a solid eight that's awesome all right so what why eight uh so if you wanted to be like, what's Haikyuu in regards to all anime, it might drop to a 7 or 7.5. Right, right. But when you're talking about within the realm of sports anime, I just felt, and maybe this is because it's 10 years newer than like Prince mm-hmm. of Tennis, 20 years newer than, than <laughs> um, iShield 21, or maybe iShield wasn't that old. But it's the other way around, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, I just felt like it was better execution all the way along and i understand that part of what makes sports anime appealing to kyle is the absurdity of it because like if you want to watch sports watch real sports if you want to watch sports anime you're doing it to also see something wonky that you wouldn't see elsewhere and that maybe you can chortle sitting on the couch i understand that but a lot of them are just so basic and uninteresting to me And I thought this one was just, if everything else is single ply toilet paper, this one was triple ply clog your septic system. Here's what I will say. But it is to say that it provides you comfort and uh, it doesn't make you fear sitting on the toilet a little extra longer while you have Netflix on your phone. (laughs) I love it, Garrett. And I think you probably assume that I'm going to get this low score. I'm not. In fact, um, I'm going to represent the Phantom in here, represent what this means for the medium, but also like what it does for what it does. I give it a nine. Whoa. All right. Yeah. I would say Haikyuu is very popular in the fandom for very good reason. And I will tell you this. If you want a show that is going to keep your interest, but never stress you out, this is that show, Right. And it does very well. The the reason when it takes the fantastical elements of it out, you get drama and suspense without any of the things that would make you nervous, scared, or or stressed out. Like it's about it, like the the times you're watching the clean floors. I know this it looks like an oddly satisfying video to me. Like to see like the clean gym floors and seeing the sunshine through the windows. This is why honestly why I watch sports anime is actually to relax. Is the skies are always sunny. 
the every all the gyms are clean the uniforms are fresh everybody is doing their best it's it, there's no stakes really and i think haiku the stakes are so low but yet have enough tension with it that i'm never stressed out watching and for that alone i think most people like it also i think you garrett says it right it, it does take the parts of sports aim that might people find formulaic like sing, singular person focused cartoony takes the sport a little bit too crazy and it doesn't do that. And it really focuses on character development. And as, in, as in my older years, I appreciate character development more. And I think it did, it did that here. So I'm going to give it my nine. Very good. Uh, yeah. So I we, thought I was coming in high with an eight, but glad to hear it. Yeah. And in the fandom really likes this. I feel like I'd be kind of a miser if I gave it a lower score. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people really like this show. Um, so um, as we are about to end on our final set and we approach the final set and serve, it's always important to hear your thoughts. Was Haikyuu one of those shows that you really wanted, like watching, including its access to sports anime? Did you like it for its action, its character development? Or did you think it was a little bit too boring, too much of a, of a weird topic to kind of get into? Uh, let us know in the comments below because we really want to continue the conversation, especially for like one of the most popular sports animes out there at the moment. Uh, if you want to follow us on our social media platforms, you can follow us at uh, Instagram, at Wamo Podcast, that's W-A-N-W-A podcast you can also find us on twitter at meme underscore noob also you can find us anywhere your uh podcasts are found but we are hosted on anchor.fm slash wamba podcast but wherever you fought watch just make sure you always give us a five 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 and it would make it really helpful for us because a lot more people to watch our show because it allows it to be higher and people can see it better so we really appreciate it and uh we hope that you do so um but before we close the chapter on haiku garrett what are your final thoughts I think everyone out there should give this show a watch and decide with Kageyama and Hinata which one is Maverick, which one is Goose, and which one is Iceman. And uh, just sort of play a little Top Gun sweaty volleyball scene to Haikyuu and, and see what you come up with. <laughs> so we're going to be planning our quick strikes. We're going to be uh, working ourselves to the bone. We're going to be joining the Karasuno Crows. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you next week. Take care, y'all. I think he forgot how to talk. I don't know. It's just been a while since it felt this good to nail one.